This is Black Girls in Bloom podcast. This is a safe space for us to express our unbiased thoughts, experiences, and understandings of our journey. Our hope is that at the very least you're entertained. We really want this space to bring you comfort, allow you to relate, and bloom with us. So settle in and let's get started, babe. Hey, babe, hey. Hey, babe, hey. What's up, girl? Nothing much. How are you? I'm feeling good. How are you? Um, I'm a little under the weather, but, you know, we're going to make do what it do, baby. Yeah. Am I right, uh, Jamie Foxx voice? <laughs> you know that was a good movie. Oh, answer. my goodness. It was a really good movie, but I'm so, like, sad about Jamie Foxx and his recent health decline. Me too. I'm just like, yeah, it's something about when like black men reach their 50s I don't know what it is but some kind of health thing that happens or something I don't know but you know I really hope that Jamie Foxx get good because I think Jamie Foxx is one of those people that um a lot of people sleep on oh yeah you know definitely slept. he's so talented in so many different ways from acting to singing you know yes it's like damn Jamie, Jamie got it on him um so yeah but um, tomorrow is my first official day of being unemployed. Ooh, how are you feeling? I'm nervous uh, because this is like the first time that um, I've been unemployed where like I'm solely responsible for everything. Um, well, all of my own personal bills. Um, but I'm excited because I feel like I feel like the universe is pushing me towards something else like um just to do something different mm-hmm. and I also feel like this is this is the universe giving me a break so to speak because I worked um the entire time during my mom's transition and after my mom's transition I never took a break um then following that um I'm you know I moved to Houston I didn't take a break from that I was back at work two days after moving and then last year, last summer, is when my sister got diagnosed, and um, I worked through that entire process. So I think that I think that this, you know, like this break will be good for me. This is this, they just giving me a break. That's the yeah. only way I can describe it. Well, it sounds like you're taking this time to listen to the universe and you know really bet on yourself. And who knows, you might come out of this an entrepreneur or you know. Or at least you'll kind of like have a better understanding of what kind of job that you want to do or what kind of job like really resonates with who you are as a person after like experiencing some things that aren't associated with a current employer. So I'm happy for you. Thank you, babe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling good. And another reason why I'm not, I don't want to say sad. Well, yeah, another reason why I'm not sad about it is because I took all of my PTO days all of my vacation time got used up. Okay. Well, you Damn. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like, you know, people come to work, be like, oh, I'm not going to call off. Yeah, that's cool. You don't have to call off, but at least use a vacation day. Like, damn, pre-planned okay. to not come. Um, So, you know, I'm grateful that I utilized it. I utilized my um unlimited PTO. 
Well, yeah. Good for you, girl. Because I know people that be holding on to that time. Like, it's. <laughs> Ma'am, use that time. You cannot get it back, okay? Uh-uh. So, I'm happy. I'm excited. But thank you, though. Um, so, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce tonight's, well, today's topic. So, China and I, we found this story on Reddit. Um, I'm new to Reddit. I didn't even, this is my first time being on Reddit. I had never, you know, read anything or anything <laughs> like that. So. It's my we, first time, too. <laughs> the blind leading the blind. <laughs> I don't know how I was going to make a very fucked up joke, but I'm going to move on. So. <laughs> Tell me after, girl. Tell me after. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So the story that uh, we ended up, we decided on, basically it's about, I'm going to just paraphrase it. I'm not going to reach out the whole story. Save y'all that time. Um, it's about a girl in a, you know, in a relationship with a guy. And she basically said that every time, like, her boyfriend wants to have sex, she's not always in the mood. And, uh, you know, she's not always turned on. But she always says yes. Until one day, one morning or whatever, you know, he was making advances. And she just, she wasn't feeling it. And she didn't want to do it. So she told him no uh, a few times. But he just kept coming and kept coming. So she, uh, no pun intended. So she decided to... (laughs) Um. Sorry. So she, <laughs> so I'm she sorry. decided to, uh, you know, like give in to his advances since he was so persistent. And during like the time that they were having sex, she wasn't turned on, she wasn't horny, and but he didn't seem, you know, like phased by that. So after that, she said that later on that night or whatever, you know, like she texts him just telling him, you know, she has some time to reflect, and um, she felt really uncomfortable. She felt disgusted with him and X, Y, and Z. Because clearly she wasn't in the mood, but he still, you know, he still wanted to do it. So he gave her like a half-assed apology over text message. But after that, he didn't talk to her for quite a while, a couple of days. And um, in turn, she started saying how, you know, she shouldn't have said anything. Um, She felt like, you know, sad that she had said something and maybe she just overreacted to the moment. So we're just going to loosely talk about, you know, like feeling uncomfortable I'm in the presence of a man and I, you know, like not speaking up for yourself. In addition to that, um, also just like, you know, different experience, different sexual experience that may, that may have turned into traumas later. Um, So, yeah. Do you think she was wrong for like speaking up after the fact? No, she was not wrong. She should have spoke up before the fact. (laughs) It's just sad that, you know, men aren't in touch with like their emotions or they're not able to process certain things like how you make me feel uncomfortable because you made me feel uncomfortable (laughs) like what now you feel in a way because I told you that you made me feel away like what the fuck is this this ain't no um (laughs) when I move you move just like that that. (laughs) (laughs) nigga you made me feel uncomfortable and I'm telling you about it because we're supposed to be in a relationship and I'm supposed to be able to express these type of things to you and you're choosing to bitch up about it after the fact. I don't think that's cool. I don't like that. Yeah, no. And it's like, I think that these kind of behaviors too can also be stopped when men are young boys. Mm -hmm. And I say that because even now, right, 
if my um not necessarily my youngest nephew but my oldest nephew if he like wants to give me a kiss or if he wants a hug and I just don't want to be touched I'll be like no baby I don't want a hug or a kiss and I, and I, I never say it in a mean way but you have to learn that just because you want to do something does not mean that I want to do it and yeah. this is good practice because when you get older and um you know you are talking to a woman or whatever the case may be she has every right to tell you no I'm good no thank you yeah and, and- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. I was just going to say that's something I definitely agree with you because it's something that I had to teach my son when, uh, like when we had Bobby and Bobby like kind of got old enough to like say no for herself before Bailey came and he'd be like, mommy, I just want to kiss her. I'm like, well, if she doesn't want to be kissed, maybe you can't just force it on her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when we were growing up, it's like, oh, go, go hug your cousin and you're like, oh, no, them right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, giving them that understanding that they own their bodies and they're able to say no. And then on the other end is teaching them young enough. Like if somebody says no, you have to respect them because you wouldn't want to be forced into anything, no matter how, you know, small you may think it is. Mm -hmm. And then that's good too, because I think it also, especially if you're doing it like with two small kids, I think it also gives the other, um, the other person a voice as well with saying no and then being comfortable in saying no and knowing that the other person should respect your no. Um, right. So, yeah, no. <laughs> no. No is the word. No. No means no. I'm just, I'm good. Because I've been in some some uncomfortable situations where I didn't, personally, I feel like I didn't truly speak up for myself because I was scared that the interaction could go a completely different way you know because shit sometimes you could just tell a guy you don't want to give him your phone number and you every bald head bitch in the world when your head can be down to your ass and you still bald head so it's even worse people men are physically harming women for telling them no for rejecting them which is like i've heard stories where a girl lost their life because she told the man no she didn't want to give out her phone number and it's like you know, <laughs> it's scary. It's like it it's like you have to have separately from that when you have kids or you have nieces or nephews, you have to tell them like you know, certain things are about survival and certain things are about you know, respecting your body. You know, a number that's not gonna really hurt you too bad. Give the number, let him call it to because you know niggas be thinking they slick. I'm gonna call, let me you, call right you now. now. Okay, you cool. Call to. me right now. Perfect, so I can block your shit when I walk away. <laughs> Good old Apple. <laughs> I know in advance to block. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a phone call. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you said that hard. That was a Californian you so I could block your shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you right though. I fuck with it. You right. It's like his ass, babe. <laughs> no, for real. Oh. Like, even as a married woman, like, I'll tell guys that, you know, I'm married. You know, they're like, well, I'm married too. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you talking to me for? <laughs> Like, you leave me alone, you know? And they'd be like, well, can I get your number? Da, 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 da. Like, sure, I'll take your number. And then I won't call you or I'll block you. And, you know, I just, you know, me and my husband have the understanding. Like, I'm not about to turn down these crazy ass niggas in the street over a phone number, like, you know, that I can block later. So, yeah, no, this ain't no me and Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> get the fuck. <laughs> like, damn, just 
Oh, that's a whole another episode topic. You don't have any shame, do you? You oh, very God. upfront and honest. Okay. Very sick. Men are sick. <laughs> <laughs> they are so sick. Sheesh. And then we can also take it to like work, right? Because I've worked with I've worked with like a couple of couple of older men on the job. And I'll never forget it was like this one guy that um at my old job or whatever and he was just so fucking creepy because he was clearly older and you know like at the call center it's always like the younger girls so mostly everybody between like 18 and 35 yeah and he would just always go around and you know like casually rub a bitch shoulder or um just like he would he would like fake work late so he could stay stay late it's like the hr girls used to stay and get on the elevator with them and it's like my nigga clearly you can tell they're uncomfortable like look at their faces you see that she's uncomfortable and should nobody have to spell it out for your old ass you've been around the block a very very long time she shouldn't have to you know i'm saying like put it on a fucking a a post-it note for you and say stop talking to me you can clearly see that she don't want to be talked to right and that shit is like weird like just y'all need help and I'm and I'm and let's be very clear. I'm not even just saying that it, this is a um, this is just something that only men do because women do it too. Yeah, it goes both ways, but I feel like it's more talked about that men do it than women. Like women are creeps too. Don't get me wrong. Like you can't trust your kids around men or women. <laughs> let's just be clear. But you know, it's more talked about from a man's like you know from a woman's perspective that men are creeps. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I, okay, you know what? Let me not say that because that sounds ignorant. Never mind. Um, but uh, just, yeah, no. <laughs> but um, I definitely have had this experience, you know, too, with my first, when I lost my virginity, basically. Um, I was at a friend's house and, um, me and the oldest daughter, me and the oldest girl snuck out the house because she wanted to hang out with her boyfriend and he had a friend. And I was single at the time and um, her sis, her younger sister was in a relationship but she wasn't worthy to sneak out. But <laughs> that's neither here or there. So we snuck out and we were hanging out with this guy, her and her boyfriend in the backseat doing what they were doing and me and him were in the front. We were talking and then it progressed to kissing and then he kind of got, you know, touchy-feely and started making advances. And it felt like no matter how many times I said no, or, you know, I'm good, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not for that right now, or, you know, I just want to, you know, chill. He just kept getting more aggressive. The advances never stopped. So eventually, you know, we end up sleeping together and it caused a lot of emotional trauma because I felt like I tried to have a voice and I tried to say no, but you know, eventually I just shut shut up because if he wasn't getting it, you know what I mean, with me gently saying no, if I would have got aggressive, you know, who's to say he wouldn't have got aggressive with me or, you know, who's to say he wouldn't have, you know, beat my ass, you know, in order to get what he wanted. And that kind of caused a lot of trauma, like even to this day, as far as like my behaviors or my drive in a sense, because, you know, my word wasn't respected at that age and you know it it just lingers it lingers 
that's all I can say. And how, um, I know this is like personal, but how old were you when you lost your virginity? Um, I was uh, a month away from my, two months away from my 16th birthday. Damn, so we were both 15. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my first time, I, I truly felt like I was not necessarily pressured, but I don't know. Like, I felt like if I do this, he'll like me more type thing. You know, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but no, really, it's, a, it's a pressure. Um, I feel like a lot of boys at that age put that pressure on you. Like, you know, everybody's doing this. Oh, I really, you know, we'll really be rocking with each other if we did this. You know what I mean? Like, niggas do put that pressure on you at that, like in your teenage years to have, to have sex. So yeah, you were pressured for sure. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I think that if I could really go back to that time, I wouldn't have done it for sure. <laughs> At, in any way, shape, or form, I wouldn't have done it. I literally just told my best friend this a few days ago, like, just me personally, I think that I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but I think that, like, with women, women shouldn't lose their virginity until at least their 20s. And I know that may sound crazy, and everybody's like, oh my god, what year is this? But I just think that like the different emotions and different things that come along with sex and just having the spirit of discernment. I just think you should wait until you're in your 20s. And I'm not saying you got to be 29, but at at, at least, you know, like late teens into your 20s. I I don't think anybody, just me personally, I don't think a 16 year old can truly handle what comes along with having sex. Yeah, because it's definitely an emotional shift. Um, when you decide to do those things, and I feel like you know, I'm, you know, my bonus daughter is here now, and she's just turned fourteen. I've been just talking to her because you know she's super boy crazy, and I just try to instill in her that you know, wait as long as you can, wait till you feel like that person is special. Like, wait till you feel like that person is special. I'm not telling you to wait till marriage. I'm not telling you to wait till a specific magical age because at the end of the day, there is no magical age. I feel like you can still get fucked up in your late 20s and your, you know what I mean? In your early Mm -hmm. 20s and your late teens when it comes to a man, depending on when you give yourself to the wrong person. So it's just like, just make sure that person is the right person. And some of the signs I tell her to look for is like, um, if a guy is telling you that, you know, if you don't do this, then that means you don't love me or you don't care about me, then that's definitely the wrong person for sure. But if somebody is just, you know, telling you like, yeah, I want to do this, but if you're not ready, I'm not pressuring you. It doesn't make me change how I feel about you. You know, we can still rock how we've been rocking. That person is most likely the right person. You know what I mean? If yep, you guys- the right choice. Yeah, you know, somebody who's not going to pressure you, somebody who's, you know, cares about how you truly feel about the situation, and somebody who's not going to um, force you into doing anything that you don't want to do. That's always the better option over the person who's giving you ultimatums or telling you, like, if you don't do this, then that means you don't love me, or you don't, you know what I mean? That type of person is in it for one thing, and one thing only. And those are, the, like, you know, some of the things I tell her to look forward to. 
basically like the red flags and the green flags. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm my niece is my baby be twelve this year, and she's starting to. Oh God, I just don't. Ugh. And it's not a ugh, but it's just trying to wrap my mind around it. She's starting to like sprout and develop in certain places. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this little guy at school that, you know, she really liked. She was talking about him for fucking three weeks straight every day. Oh, teacher, he's so cute. I saw him and I did. I'm like, bro, you acting like Joe from you. You need to calm down. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, calm down, babe. It's, it's okay. Like, you know, let him show some form of interest. It's okay to like a person, but don't overdo it. Um, So just, you know, trying to have those conversations with her, it makes me uncomfortable. And not because, like, I don't don't want her to, you know, like, like guys and all of that. But it's just, like, just knowing that she's getting to an age of where, you know, it may take just one whisper in the ear and now you're doing something that I just never ever want you to do. It's just like, oh my God, it just makes me tense up. But I do think like having those conversations are really important because a lot of the times when you're younger, well, I'm just speak for myself. I can't speak for other people. When you're younger, we didn't have like those sex talks, you know, like the traditional birds and the bees and I, we didn't have those. Um, yeah. Well, I, my mom, she's, like I guess informed me about sex but it wasn't the sex talk that I wish I would, we would have had if that makes sense like I was aware of sex she always told me like you're the prize don't ever forget that you know wait till you're married those type of things and I feel like those kind of like shaped my way of thinking about certain things but it didn't stop nothing but it definitely kind of <laughs> um, put like some type of uh unconscious bias on certain things and I feel like it attributes to how I currently am now which I um so I can't say she didn't talk to talk to us you know it just I can say it wasn't what I wanted you know and I'm trying to give my children and my stepchildren the conversations that I feel like I wanted because I don't I feel like the conversation my mom kind of had put like a pressure to not to do something that was natural you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I don't want them to feel like you you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or if you do it before a certain certain milestone in your life that something is terribly going to happen I'm just I'm letting you know like when you do do this it does shift something in your body and your your mental emotional and your in your emotional being so be ready for those shifts you know what I mean and also just be safe when you do decide to do it because <laughs> there's a lot of things that are forever when you have sex. The connection is, you know, you know, sometimes you're tied to these people unknowingly for a long time because of the negative things that they carry with them. There's also babies are forever. And, you know, I'm not taking care of nobody else's kids. That's not my own. So, <laughs> yeah, no. And, you know, life can change. You could end up with an incurable disease that, you know, nobody wants to live with. So just be safe, you know. At the end of the day, if you choose to, you know, have sex, that is a choice that you have to make. You are your own person. But be fucking safe. 
And there you have it. No, <laughs> Just be safe, ladies and gentlemen. But no, that's definitely like my main focus in our conversation is to be safe and provide her with some sort of guidance or something to look for, to know that she, to com- confirm that she's either making the right decision or not making the right decision. Because I think it's important to give our youth cues to provide them with confirmation, you know, as best as you can. Like, I'm telling you this is a green flag. So if you see this and this is something that you want to do, then you can confirm that with the green flags that I informed you about or vice versa, you know? Yeah, versus just like letting them go out into the world and now they just, woo. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like with some... <laughs> Some girls that you knew, like, their parents were really, really strict. Um, and then, like, you know, when you knew them in college, it was kind of like um, they were doing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that was just, and there's nothing wrong with doing everything, let's be clear. But I think that that was, too, like a trauma response because it's like, damn, I couldn't do nothing. And now I have all of this access to different shit. And it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm my I'm overstimulated. Like now I'm just it's an overload. Yeah. So I do think, you know, so that it is important to have open conversations, not be so damn judgmental. Um and because I always like growing up or whatever, I can remember two conversations I had with my mama. And I did it so smooth where I called her when she where we were in different places. So we couldn't have to talk face we didn't have to talk face to face. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so like the conversation was short, straight to the point. And she was like, "Okay, well, you know, when I get in the house tonight, we'll talk about it." We never talked about it. Like she literally got in and acted as if like I never had that conversation. So in a sense, it made me shut down. So even as I grew older, I kept a lot of shit from my mama. Like I didn't tell her a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that I wish I would have had, like that open line of communication to share and you know, share about guys and this is how I'm feeling with this and this is how I'm feeling with that. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I didn't have that, 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 like I said, that open communication. So now with my niece, um, I'm ha- like, I even told my sister this, my middle sister, I'm like, bro, we the cool ass aunties because, and I don't even think we aunties, I just think we TTs because <laughs> a few years ago when we was, shit, 12, 13, all of that, we couldn't tell our auntie, ooh, TT, so cute, what? You will get your head knocked off your shoulder. Right. (laughs) You couldn't have them kind of conversations. I'm like, now, you know, it's like our generation is is different where we, you know, we are the the cooler aunties. We are a bit more open to having certain conversations without making them feel, like you said, like making you feel like it's not normal. No, it's normal that you're feeling the way that you're feeling and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, Definitely agree. And you mentioned like, them having like a getting to college and like going crazy going wild I feel like my mom gave me the the right amount of balance like strict versus I could do certain things because I feel like I was so I wasn't like uh impressed by anything if that makes mm-hmm. sense no it like, makes a lot was, of sense <laughs> I was able to do enough to feel like I'm not like oh shit but I did feel like I was, something. yeah I did feel like I was missing out but I think but just seeing who I am as an adult versus other people as adults, I'm like, okay, well, I feel like, okay, maybe that was the right balance. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't able to go to house parties and all that kind of stuff. 
as under 18 like when I got 18 I was able to do that stuff but like under 18 I wasn't able to do that for her reasons I don't remember why but like I was able to like hang out with certain people who were a little bit older than me like my, one of my she, we're not actually blood cousins but you know we're family to this day like she, I would hang out with her and she's like maybe three years older than me when I yeah three years older because when I was going in as a freshman she was a senior so you know she was grown by the time we started really hanging out so I was able to like start do certain things that she was doing because I was with her so it was the right amount of exposure to certain things and I feel like I was a very calculated kid like I would you know take if I would weigh the options like hmm I could get in this much trouble and this would be the consequence you know but I would have this much this experience so is it worth it it's worth it let's do it (laughs) is it worth it let me work (laughs) and I'm like working on that with my current parenting like you know what I mean I want to allow them to experience certain things but I also you know don't want them to experience too much too soon so like for example I don't know I think we went to Knoxbury farm one year for something and my mom I was like 14 maybe 15 and I had a little boyfriend at the time my mom like let my boyfriend come with us you know what I mean and I didn't find out till years later but my aunt was like (laughs) she was mad that my mom let me have a boyfriend and let my boyfriend come with us to Knoxbury farm because she was saying things, you know, like, oh, she's going to be pregnant at a young age, da, 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 all that kind of crazy shit. And I never, you know, I wasn't <laughs> pregnant before 18 or nothing like that. I was a grown woman taking care of myself out on my own by the time I got pregnant. So it's just like right amount of exposure versus somebody who was sheltered their whole life. They tend to like do a lot of shit, crazy shit a lot sooner. So I'm working on that in my parenting. So wish me luck. I love that for you, babe. I really do. Because you know what? I think oftentimes our generation more specifically, we focus so heavily and this this is from a non parent, but um (laughs) parents focus so heavily on I don't want to I don't want to parent how my my mom and dad parented me. And it's like not not in all cases that they give you all bad shit. You know, like sometimes they did give you some good shit that you can pass down. And of course you can tweak it and and um like revamp it so it fits who you are and your your kids. But I like that. I like the fact that your mom allowed him to go because if she would have told you he can't go or whatever, then she who knows, you probably would have snuck out the house to go see him anyway. <laughs> right. So and, and that's like my whole thought process. Cause um, you know, my bonus daughter she was when we first got custody of her she was 13 and she's 14 now but she was she is and was boy crazy and she would just she and she also has a lot of she wants to tell everybody about the boys and this is not then she wanted to have a boyfriend and I'm okay with the boyfriend <coughs> excuse me situation but like her mom was so opposite like she I guess because she was a young parent you know she's like afraid that she's going to repeat the the same things but I mean what conversations are you having with her how open are you keeping the lines of communication I'm hoping that because I'm so open with her and that I make I don't make conversations like too like too much pressure 
or give her too much anxiety that when she does decide to want to have sex that she'll come to me first and we can talk through it and you know all that great stuff and um her mom found out she had a boyfriend she spazzed the fuck out and all kind of stuff and it's just like I'm not put, trying to put her in a position where she's going to hide everything from us because that's when you get sneaky. That's when you end up pregnant because you're hiding the fact that you're over here with this boy and you're sneaking out and you're staying in one place but you're really at another place and all that great stuff. So, and that's another thing my mom taught me like, always be honest about where you are because if something happens to your ass, <laughs> how am I supposed to find you? Seriously. And this was back in the day. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, your ass just gonna be lost and disappeared. Um, and I, okay, last thing <laughs> I think that a lot of the times, right, when women are telling their daughters about, like, oh, I was a young mom, or I was a teen mom, they never go into any detail. It's always just like, don't do it, you know, don't, don't become a teen mom. But I think opening that line of communication and telling them how hard it was and how difficult it was. And how you probably got to miss out on certain things. Or how you wish, you know, you would have waited until you were in a better position to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like if you would have known more, you would have did. You know, you would have moved a certain way. It's just, everything isn't black and white. And like you said, there is like no specific age on, now that you've explained, I do agree with that. There is like no specific age on when you should have sex. It is truly about when you feel ready. Um because you can be 25 and still a dodo brain so that doesn't really matter um so just you know what i'm saying like just, i don't know i feel like if our moms and i'm speaking for your mom but just moms in general would just be more open and honest about their sexual experiences and um motherhood and all of that and i'm not saying i wanted my mama to go into detail about how she's bent over ill no never ever <laughs> never in a million years but just being more open with certain conversations, um, it will help, you know, like the next generation of, of women that are coming up. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy, you know, that y'all, that y'all are building that and, and talking. And it's good on her end, too, because she gets to see, like, two different um, two different perspectives. Yeah. You know? So that's a good thing. Uh, yeah. Looking back on it, just one of the takeaways that I have, like looking back on it, um, as far as like losing my virginity, I wish that I would have waited um, until it was more special. And, you know, like you have it in the books, just one of those magical moments. I don't have one of those at all. Uh, so I, I wish that I could have had one of those. But now with knowing what I know now, um, I am able to talk to my niece about different things. So... I feel like it, it worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Sometimes, which sounds crazy, the things that we go through isn't necessarily for us. It's for somebody else. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. And I kind of shared my story about my virginity because people think that I feel like rape or sexual assault is so black and white and it's not. If you say no at any point in time, whether you had the intention of doing it when you first got to the place where you're at, things change any no at any time after that is sexual assault. And, you know, it's important that our the next generation is aware of that. And if you have any experiences like that and you're holding yourself accountable, it's, the accountability is definitely not on you. I guess nope. that would be the thing I'll leave the people with. 
No, it's not. And please keep in mind that assault can happen even if this is your husband, if this is your boyfriend, fiance. It does not have to happen from a stranger. It can happen within your, your relationship. Yes, um, I agreed. No means no. I can't remember what movie. What movie was that? It was like, no means no. I don't know what movie it was, but it does. It sounds familiar for sure. Damn, I can't think of it. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and move over into our um, since we're being honest segment of the show. So, do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Um, you can go first. Um, let's see. Ooh, since we're being honest, um. Since we're being honest, damn. Um. Ooh. <laughs> uh, okay. Since we're being honest. Ooh. Okay. Shit. You want to go first? Damn. I'm sorry. I should have asked you that. Um. Since we're being honest. Mm, I don't know. I can't even remember anything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ooh. Since we're being honest, um, I know June just started, but you know, I feel like June's gonna be a really good month for me, even though like not everything is the way I want it to be. But I'm really hopeful that this month is gonna be good. For I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. June is going to be a good ass month. It's going to be the um, yeah. It's going to set the foundation for the second second half of the year. I, yeah. I do strongly believe that a lot of good things are happening in June. Let's see. Um. Okay. So since we're being honest, um. Damn, y'all. Okay, since forget it. This is gonna be something minor, but since we're being honest, uh, my college friends are coming down for my birthday, and um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm really happy. Last year, I didn't do legit anything for my birthday, <laughs> so um, I'm excited that some people that love me are coming down and they're going to show up for me for my big 3-0 and um, I'm not going to be like really strict on what we're going to do none of that shit I just want to have a good time whatever that looks like so uh, since we're being honest I am looking forward to my a, a small part of my village coming down and celebrating me celebrating me in my life oh I love that for you thank you babe appreciate you uh, let's see. So, what will you do in the upcoming week to bloom? Um, so, this is something that I've been currently doing, and I'm just going to continue doing. Um, I've just been getting up a little bit earlier than usual, spending time in silence, and, you know, writing things that I'm grateful for, and affirmations, and doodling. I haven't doodled in years, and it feels really good, and it makes me feel really good. It helps me get through the day better more calm and um yeah i'm gonna continue to doodle <laughs> i love that for you did you doodle like when doodle i sound 
special. Can't get that word out. Did you doodle when you were like a kid or? Yeah, one of the things, one of my best memories of like childhood is like me and my mom drawing flowers together. And it's so crazy. Like I used to write in my journal. I used to like, (laughs) I had this, I used to write in like doodle a lot and I don't do it as much anymore. And I'm definitely going to get back to it. Not before you. I think it's important, like as we get older as adults, that we do something that that connects with our inner child, and um, resonates with our inner child. So that's a good thing. Getting back to something that you enjoy doing. Thanks, babe. Um, let's see. What am I going to do this week to bloom? Absolutely nothing. And by doing nothing, I'm going to bloom in the process. <laughs> I decided that I'm going to take the next seven days and not do shit. Like. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to give myself grace to do whatever the hell I want to do. I'm still going to stick to not necessarily a routine, but I don't want to get to a point where I'm being lazy and waking up at five o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-uh, not that. So I'm still going to make sure that I'm up at a certain time dressed and everything. But outside of that, I'm just going to let, you know, like let the days take me wherever they take me. Only seven days though. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, so I'll make sure not to text any of my nine to five friends. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <mind. this> <laughs> <laughs> like, unemployed people always text you during well not oh, okay. Let me shut up. Nothing. We can move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, do you have any last words or leftover gems you want to share? Uh no means no. And uh, the second one is mm-hmm. Oh, I have one. You can go ahead then. Don't let somebody else's reactions or emotions make you feel bad about expressing how something made you feel. Mic drop. That's their problem, not yours. Damn, babe. I love that one. I agree. And you can apply that to all areas of your life. Not you, but, you know. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all of us. All y'all. <laughs> okay, so where can they find us, babe? They can find us at Black Girls in Bloom Pod on the ground. Yep, and we release episodes now every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I thank y'all so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls in Bloom. We're your hosts, Chris and China. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, babes. Bye.